Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, look, it's a giant pile of stupidity. Looks like you found Common Man and Tebow. Big Husky Kid. I was the one who said, hey, just FYI, not every quarterback is a Heisman Trophy candidate right out of the Listen, box. Listen, I'm not arguing I, with you. I say this to my wife all the time. That, yes. I'm not angry with you. You're just adjacent to anger. It's one of the best band names you've ever come adjacent up with. Adjacent to anger. Yeah, I would go see them immediately. Adjacent to anger is coming with Google Dolls. Produced by Panama Ted. Too hot. Featuring Leanna Ray on traffic. How the f*** did I end up here? And a plethora of sounds that make no sense. Pay me a stick of Bubble gum. For what? Cracks and gaps. Re-racket. Time to penetrate your ear hole. This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a shortened show today, Boner. I know. Because Buckeye basketball is starting early. So we're here just until 5.30. Two and a half hours of goodness. And if you thought we were going to blow out, would you rather? We're not going to do that. We're going to do it instead at 434. So send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. We have the Jenner T-Bone today. We have uh, a new commissioner for the Big Ten Conference at some point. Yeah, we'll have to get one of those. Because Kevin Warren is leaving to well, be the president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. I was going to say... Just when you thought Kevin Warren gone, I'll never have to hear about him anymore. He's going to take over some rinky-dink NFL team. Nope, he's taking over your team, Mike. I don't care. This is, uh, Bears want to build their little dome and complex in Arlington Heights. He did this. He built the stadium, got the stadium built, I should say, when he was with the Vikings. He's experienced in this. So he'll come in and take the reins on that project. It's not like he's going to be drafting players. And And then he'll move on. All the insiders that I've I've talked to about this tell me that Kevin Warren's main objective is to one day become the commissioner of the NFL. And he thought this was the best way to stay on that path. Now, whether he can actually get there or not, who the hell knows? The guy's almost 60 years old. Roger Goodell doesn't look like he's leaving anytime soon. They're not going to bring in a 70-year-old commissioner for Kevin Warren. I, I wouldn't think so. But, yeah, it's, it's really odd with uh, Kevin Warren's career path just – from the standpoint of if he is trying to be an NFL commissioner, I mean, all these moves make sense on a resume line. Like, you know, ran an NFL team for the Vikings, ran the Big Ten for a couple years, now going to run the Chicago Bears, and then NFL commissioner, question mark, I guess is what's next for him. That's what he's hoping. But then when you actually look at the things that have happened while he was there, yeah, like that Viking stadium, great. That's nice. But, but, if you've not paid attention, there have been some complaints about that stadium. For one thing, they've killed a lot of birds. I was going to say, stadium. the, the like, birds don't like it. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> if you actually take a look at what he's done, which I know it, it doesn't seem like it matters to the people who hire for these positions, right? Because it's like, does his resume impress enough people who aren't really paying attention? 
Kevin Warren's resume would impress anyone if you said ran two NFL teams, which he will now with this one with the Bears, and then ran the Big Ten, a huge sports conference, a one of the biggest sports entities in the United States. But you'd then have to go look at like, yeah, how'd that go? Did everyone like him in the Big Ten? The answer is no. Obviously, Ohio State fans, not a fan of how he ran things. There are a lot of other teams that didn't think he did a great job. So, yeah, I I don't think if you actually inspect his resume that you would say everything he's done is awesome, but he has a lot of awesome jobs on his on his title there yeah. to say, yeah, I could do the NFL commissioner thing. Maybe he will get the chance someday. I kind of doubt it as well. I'm not saying this is a bad hire for the Bears. He's a he's a bureaucrat. He's probably pretty competent getting things done in that area. They want to build this stadium, whatever, let him live. I wonder if the old lady is even aware of what the hell's going on. My wife asked me this this morning. Who owns the Bears? Well, for those of you who don't know, Virginia McCaskey owns the Bears. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Who is Virginia McCaskey? She is George Hallis's daughter. Right. Essentially the founder of the National Football League, George Hallis. His daughter is still alive, Virginia Hallis McCaskey, and last week she turned 100 years young. Yeah. And I, I don't know if she was making all the trips this year. Probably not. But I know definitely pre-COVID when she was a youthful 97, <laughs> 96, right. she was going to every away game. She'd show up at the home game. She'd go to every away game. She would travel. She's interested. She loves the team. Doesn't mean she knows how to run it or her stupid sons know how to run it. But she certainly loves the Chicago Bears. Well, I know. And that's the uh, that's such a weird thing because. They they have talked quite a bit about you know her contributions to the sport and how she's you know been uh, a leader for many of the years where she ran the team, but also some point you have to wonder with the 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 children of the owners of these teams right are they we've seen it with Jim Irsay you think he's a good NFL owner or is he just the guy who ended up being the son of the person who bought the team and now he gets to run it I I somewhat admire the people who, with their billions of dollars, of course, these people who are the relatives of the person who had the passion to buy a team, and they look at it and go, yeah, that was dad's deal, or that was mom and dad that really liked to do that. I have no desire to do that. I don't I, I don't want to be bothered with it. And they just sell the team, they pocket all the money, and they go to live their lives, as opposed to the people who adopt it as their persona, whether or not they actually are good at it or whether or not they like it. I think she genuinely does love football, and did enjoy it for many, many years, still begs the question of whether her offspring are capable of running this team. Well, Mike McCaskey, her son, who was running the show for a long time, he died a couple years ago. I mean, she has children that are the age now where they die. Well, yeah. Because he had cancer. He was 76 years old. Yeah. And he died. She's 100. I have a, uh, my grandmother is still alive, and she will be 99 this August. She's 98 right now. And I had a phone conversation with her a couple weeks ago, and she's got arthritis. She's got a couple things going, but she's on. She knows what's going on. She knows what's happening with the kids. She's like, she's still on top of things, is what I'm saying. Can she take over for Mike Priest? Yes, and become I'll, the president let me tell of the you Blue right Jackets. Now, she would run the Jackets a thousand times better than Mike Priest has done, and she knows. Not, I don't think she's ever watched a hockey game. Even but, she knows to get Marchenko off the fourth line. Well, if I explain to her, like, hey, here's what this organization does. Here's what they've achieved. She would get really mad about it because she she has high expectations. She wants to see her kids do their best and her grandkids and her great grandkids now. But yeah, she'd be mad if she knew about the Blue Jackets. I'm sure she doesn't. And I don't want to tell her about them, quite honestly, because 
Why give her that grief? Uh, so the Bears get Kevin Warren. Now that begs the question, who's going to become the commissioner of the Big Ten? If this were, you know, six, seven years ago, I would say that Gene is in the running for something like that. You know what? I don't, I don't even think Gene would want the job. Not at this point. I mean, well, Gene's what, almost, is he 70? He's got to be close to that. No, but I'm saying it from this standpoint. Let's say it was six or seven years ago. I think if there was ever a job that he was going to leave for, it would have been Mark Emmert's job. It's not now because the NCAA is toothless compared to what they used to be theoretically five or 10 years ago. If you're running the big 10, you have to call whoever's in Gene Smith's chair to ask him what he wants to do about things. Yeah. Gene Smith kind of already does de facto run. I'm not saying it's just him, but Kevin no, Warren right. has to, has to ask questions of the two or like Ward manual, Gene Smith, you have to ask some of the big schools, are you guys cool with this? I guarantee you USC, UCLA didn't happen without a few phone calls to Gino, right? Oh, I, I, I was reading a list of Kevin Warren's accomplishments today yeah. in some of these news stories. And yeah, on paper, it looks pretty impressive where it's agreed to the biggest television deal in collegiate sports history, got that signed, expanded the Big Ten. In reality, you and I could sit down. And negotiate the biggest deal in Big Ten history because that's where things were trending. All right? Sure. We have lawyers around us, people who are familiar with media contracts. You and I could have gotten that done. Big Ten expansion? That wasn't Kevin Warren. As a matter of fact, Kevin Warren's been trying for the last six months or so, flexing his muscles, trying to get more teams in here. And he's getting stonewalled from the real power brokers behind the scenes. Yeah, that's right. All I know is this. I don't think... (laughs) I think running the Ohio State University Athletic Department and then going to running the Big Ten is a lateral move at best. If you're Gene Smith, you have to keep people happy here. You have to keep donors happy here. There's a lot to deal with there. But you're already in one of the most powerful positions in sports. You go to the Big Ten, now you've got to listen to like the gripes of Iowa fans. Who wants that? Why do you want to deal with like Northwestern boosters don't like something that you're doing at the Big Ten level and they're right down the street now? No, thanks. I don't care. At Ohio State, at least, you're running the Ohio State University. Now, there's lots of still drama and things you've got to deal with within that, but at least it's all just this entity that is, in almost every sport they compete in, one of the top programs in that sport. And the fundraising for those programs and the donor base, the boosters, they're top five, top ten in all their sports as far as level of concern and interest in those sports. So, yeah, I I don't think that the position of going to the Big Ten main office is something he would jump at. The only thing I was going to say I could see him leaving for college football playoff director. Yeah, I could see see him doing the Bill Hancock or whoever does that job. Now it used to be Bill Hancock, I think, right? But whoever it is now, if it's not him, that's the job I could see him take because that's the person who runs college football. And that's, that's essentially the person that I think Gene would be a good replacement for. And that would be a step up from even what you're doing at Ohio state. You know, I think there is a, a guy that we're overlooking that could be a, a pretty effective conference leader for the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You know, Who's Notre that? Dame's always been sort of the white whale. We got to get him in this conference. Mm-hmm. And they've resisted. But I think you you play tough with them and you give them no choice. You take a meeting with Notre Dame and you say, hey, I'm under the new leadership here. This is my show. I want to let you know that you're not playing any of my member schools unless you get in this conference. And I will go out of my way. I will go out of my my way to make sure that your television deals are worthless and I can get it done. 
because I kick kickers in the ass. Urban Meyer just comes strolling down oh that gateway. <laughs> He's Urban Meyer! Uh, here's He's the, thing. the third man! Urban got bored, I think, at times running the Jacksonville Jaguars. Would he get bored when he has to show up to like a gymnastics meet or like a a wrestling four-way or whatever they call those? I don't know. They call it four-ways? <laughs> wrestling four-way? Well, you know, I mean, they have like a, they have things where they have like, it's like a four-by-four four where they, I don't know what the terms are. Sorry, wrestling people. I I know people yell at the radio. I don't know what it's called, but they don't have like all the teams. They have a few of the teams, right? Isn't that a thing Urban in wrestling? Would volunteer to be the pummel horse. <laughs> pummel horse. Pummel. No, I'm, I'm going to pummel you. <laughs> That means I get to pummel a horse, right? I just get to kick I'm a horse. The apparatus. <laughs> Balance yourself on me. Maybe it's gymnastics that has the the four by four uh, or whatever meets. I don't know. Four by four. There's something. I know there's a thing. I'm right. screwing it up, but there's something. Uh, NFL overtime will work differently in the postseason. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle causing heavy slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound after the 71-315 west split. It is blocking the left lane, passable with care, but traffic is stop and go. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. Save big store wide at the truckload event at Lowe's happening now. For a limited time, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Shop the event in-store or online today. Valid 1229 through 125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Elmiana Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone? Yes, ma'am. Today I experienced the joys of home, home ownership. Oh? Which many of you out there have these issues. I uh, had the rain this morning, like all of you listening in the area did. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth, and I hear a little drip. Oh, no. It is the ceiling above me dripping. So we have that problem. And then totally unrelated, one of the windows in the bedrooms also had a flashing problem. So water coming in through the window that dripped down on the drywall. All that stuff happening today. So if you two are dealing with water issues today, I feel for you, my friends. I would like to modify a, I believe it's a Lil John verse where it says from the window to the wall. Ah, drip, 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 drip. It's not drip. It's another word that I won't say on the radio, but yeah, we're just modifying it for you today. That's what you had going on at the house. Is he singing about leaks? In a way. Okay. (laughs) In a way. All right. In a certain vein of thinking. Uh, Buckeyes hosting Minnesota tonight. Coverage starts at 530. We have a shortened show, so catch all the action right here on the fan. Buckeyes have been struggling. But this is a team that you should beat. I know they've played some better basketball as of late. They only lost to Wisconsin by three points in Madison. But if you don't win this game at home tonight, then we got some serious problems. Yeah, I. it's funny. Beam and I were talking about this in the office, and I I, I think it's a 
fair point, which is there are times I feel like we get out of football season, there's frustration that boils over from the football season, and then a lot of people who have been watching Buckeye football turn their lonely eyes to the basketball program and see a game like that Purdue game and go, what the hell's going on? And they get frustrated and angry because you lose that game or you've you've had some bad performances of late, right? And I think sometimes there's bottled up emotion from the football season that we don't have anywhere to go with it and we flip it over to the basketball team. That all, like, I guess that's my way of saying I'm not panicking about this team yet, though I don't like the results. I still feel like this is a good core group of guys. This team is going to be solid. Growing pains is the phrase I've heard all week long from the Holt man and everyone else around this team, and rightfully so. you got a lot of freshmen, a lot of guys who are still learning to play at this level. I get it. Welcome to college basketball. Well, yes, but that's what I say to sometimes these fans who are like, they lost two in a row. Fire everyone. It's like, I'm not saying welcome to college basketball. Fire everyone. They lost two in a row. But we've also seen a pattern with this team and problems in January. Have we not? Well, we have seen a problem, yes, in past years with completely different rosters. And and that's what I'm saying, too, is let's give this roster time to find itself and become what it's going to be. I agree. You got to win tonight. Yes, that's this all. This is a game you have to win. Everything I was going to say is that all goes out the window for me if you lose to Minnesota. Then I do start to panic and say, whoa, what is actually happening here? That's If there are trends and it continues to be the same things we've seen, then that's a problem. And by the way, Zed Key probably not likely to play again, I believe, tonight, right? Isn't that the I latest that so. we've heard? Right, okay. And I, Zed Key is a, a very important player on this team. I was almost going to say key player, but that fell too on the nose. Still, you should be able to win games like this. You should be able to win most of your Big Ten matchups, in fact, without him. He's an important player, but you have some good talent on this team. And barring some size mismatch issues, there are a few teams that present that. One of them's Purdue, and that's the game he went out in, and you should have won that game. Are we... Are we Say anything wrong there? No. Like, should have won that game. So, while I do think there's a lot of talent on this team, and I think they need time to gel, and we are witnessing that as it happens, and it gets frustrating sometimes watching the growing pains occur, this is not one of those games to me that you lose this game, oh, well, it's growing pains. Like, I then get really concerned about what the direction of this team is. I don't think... It will happen, though. I do think Ohio State will get it done tonight. Buckeyes in Minnesota. Coverage starts at 5.30 right here on the fan. Jackets hosting Carolina tonight at 7. Who cares? Mm -hmm. We don't have that game because we have Buckeye game. If you want to listen to the Jackets game, it's on, I don't know, 105-1 the fart or something. Somewhere. By, By the way, I will say this about the Jackets. The only thing I would care about is finding out if Johnny Goudreau is going to play actual minutes this time. If we're going to let Crow Marchenko get off the fourth line and actually do something, or if tomorrow we're going to have another like, oh, hey, God, I don't know why everybody's so mad. Johnny Goudreau played single digit minutes tonight. What is everybody so mad about? I just decided, just change things up. Like, I just wonder if we're going to have that Brad Larson again, or are we actually going to see like some improvement from the players? Like your message to the fans, Brad Larson was, I got to send messages to these players to get them to do what I want. Okay. You cut Johnny Goudreau's ice time to the lowest it's been. Are we going to give him a chance now to respond and put him in there like he normally is? Give him the ice time he's accustomed to? Are we going to actually give the man a chance who's proven himself elsewhere that he can go out and respond when you challenge him? Or are you going to cut his minutes again and just say, oh, yeah, he's still not getting the job done? That's the part I care about tonight. Wins and losses at this rate, irrelevant.
And don't give me, well, they got to lose. So they, no, at this rate, I don't know what they're going to get. They get Connor Bedard convinced. I'm convinced whatever coach they hire here to replace Brad Larson will bench him because he looked at him cross-eyed on the way to the food line or whatever the hell it is. It's bugging him right, right now. As they introduce him at the draft. Right? Yeah. He's walking. He's walk walking in. up. And then he blows both his Achilles out right. at the same time. And then on the fall, tears his ACLs. Yes. This is what I think the Jackets, their sweet spot of signees is if we could get a guy who's injury prone and can get on the coach's bad side, then that's also the guy. Also is a lazy Russian. <laughs> That's the thing that they'll say, right? There's all kinds of problems that the Jackets front office can give as excuses for why the team doesn't perform. But they never accept the responsibility for signing all the apparent problems Leave they it to Yarmo create for to, themselves. To pass on Connor Bedard. <laughs> he's going, he's going, he gets the number one pick, right? He's going no, down no. the checklist. No, no, no. He's like, have you been to Russia? Oh, I was there at a tournament when I was 14 years old. Well, Check against you. Don't like Russia. Right? See, here's here's where I'm at now with the Jackets. I don't want them to pass on a Connor Bedard should they have the opportunity to draft him. But I could see this, the, the silver lining to that would be my absolute pleasure I would get out of hearing from the Yarmo defenders who were stumping for, oh, yeah, tank for Connor Bedard. Yep, we'll get him. That's great. And then Yarmo gets the first pick, looks at Connor Bedard and says, don't like him. And then he passes to get a defenseman or whatever he gets. What a and genius. then they'll be like, Yarmo's so smart. He knew exactly what he was doing. He fooled some other team into taking Connor Bedard, who then goes on to be Wayne Gretzky 2.0. And everyone will then be like, well, but no, he, he wouldn't have done that here because the way we play. Like, I just, the excuse makers, that's the only thing I'd want to hear is, what do you have to say or then? he'll draft Connor Bedard, and within two months of his arrival, for some reason, he's playing center. <laughs> right. Yes. He fills the team need. He's 5'4". Nope. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're gonna put, we got him, ta- we got right. him taller skates. All we right. got taller skates for him so he NFL can play. NFL overtime rules are different for the postseason. I promise I will pay off on the tees coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-70 downtown split eastbound after the 71-315 west split. Please be cautious in this area. And an accident on the south side of I-71 southbound after Route 62. Traffic is slow here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you on their team. Ace has a variety of warehouse positions and ships available up to $19.25 per hour plus incentive bonus. Ace will provide excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The only thing scarier than Bones and Allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Thursday. We are done at 5.30 today because an early Buckeye basketball start. We are moving Would You Rather to 4.34. Send in your Would You Rather tweets 
at Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. By the way, I have a couple quick things for you. Kale tweeted in. I was talking about wrestling. I said they wrestlers, they have like a four-way type of match that they do. It's not called a four-way. Kale said it's called a quad meet. So thank you for... Quad meet. Quad meet. Yeah. Got it. That's the tough meat, the quad meat. Yeah. You don't well, want you, that. You tenderize it. You tenderize That's the quad meat. The other thing is, uh, now I don't know what his hat says, but I'm watching MLB Network here in the studio, and they have Kevin Euclid on, mm-hmm. Let Him Live, but he's wearing a hat. And I know that like, maybe he's just doing that because he has a sponsor that he's you know, trying to support, or maybe there's a charity he's supporting. I can't read what's on the hat, but if he's wearing it for vanity purposes, like, does Kevin Euclid know we already know he's bald? Maybe he just likes hats. Well, maybe. He, I mean, I like hats, too. I'm just saying it's he's got like a, a collared shirt on. It's not usually the type of look you see where a guy's wearing like a button-down shirt and then a hat on. Dude, I don't know what the dress etiquette is anymore. I Beth Orlovsky slash Dan Orlovsky was on ESPN today, and he was doing the hoodie with the suit jacket on. Yeah, And he's not the only one who does this. I know. Yeah, the, that's I don't a, get it. It's a thing. It's a look. It's it, You know what? I think... You have to be a certain level of trendy to do that. And let me tell you right now, Dan Orlovsky shouldn't not, be that guy. Not that guy. No. All right. NFL overtime rules. For the uh, postseason, it's going to look different this year. So last season, you know, the deal with the Chiefs and the Bills where it was greatest game of all time. Then the Chiefs won the coin toss, went down there, scored a touchdown in overtime. Bills did not get a possession. Game over. Everybody craps their pants. Before, it was sudden death. You win the coin toss. Whoever scores first, whether it's a field goal, even if the other team doesn't get possession, there you go. You win. Then they say that's not fair. So they changed it to the you have to score a touchdown to win. Now they've changed it again. Not for the regular season, because we can't have consistency. That makes no sense. No. no. But for the postseason, let's say last year happens. Chiefs go down, score a touchdown. They would then have to kick the extra point or go for two. Then they kick off. Other team gets the ball. They have to go down and score a touchdown for the game to continue. They have to match whatever the other team did with the extra try. Extra point, two-point conversion. If the other team does that, game continues, moves on to sudden death. We're making this way more complicated than it needs to be. I mean, obviously they can, like, if, if team A goes and scores a touchdown and kicks an extra point and is up seven points... The second team can go down, score a touchdown, and say, you know what? Screw it. We want to win this game. Yeah, they can go for two. They They can can win. It's not like they're locked in on, like you said, match. We assume they would want to match and keep going, but maybe they would just say, let's risk it all right now because maybe their quarterback got injured or something on the final play, and they're like, let's just try to go for two and see if we can win it. I don't know why we can't just play an extra quarter, period, quarter, whatever you want to call it. I agree with you. And whoever's ahead after a designated period of time, they win. And if nobody's ahead, then you either play another time period, or if you think that's too much, then you go to sudden sudden death. And and sudden death. Well, then it becomes you can kick a field goal and win the game. Right. That's what what I mean. Five quarters to settle it. And if after that we have to go to a six quarter, then start kicking your 50-yard field but goals and see what happens. We're always trying to have the most fair rules we can possibly get. And I get that. This quest for ultimate fairness, which will never happen. But let's keep thinking that it can. What's more fair than just playing 15 minutes? No, I, you know what? I think you've got it wrong. I don't think they do want ultimate fairness. They want the walk-off moment 
But then, well, then why did they switch it to sudden death? You got the walk off moment from yes, sudden death. They got say. the walk off moment, but then they say, "Ooh, but what if the other?" But then the other team didn't get a chance to score, so we want to give them a chance to have more excitement. Like okay, we're right. trying to get more of these drama, excitement things. And you're right. In some ways, we get down this pathway and think that'll make it better. Do you know the game can end still without the other team getting the ball? Because you can't win on a touchdown, <laughs> and this is stupid, but apparently you can win on a safety. So if I kick off to your team 15 minutes on the cl- or whatever, 10 minutes, whatever's on the clock, I kick off to you, you get the ball, and you get tackled at the three-yard line because your guy fumbles it in the end zone on the kickoff and then tries to run it out. And then on the first play from scrimmage, your guy drops back, steps out of bounds like Beth Orlovsky. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. It's a safety, and then the game is over. The game's over because possession reverts to the team that scored the safety. Yeah, but then they've got the two points. And right, the and they got over. the two points, so they're not going to be right playing against themselves at yeah, that exactly. point. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that so you can still not have the ball and then win the game. I, just, I don't know why we have to make this so complicated. Just line up and play. By the way, I don't know the answer on this. If you throw a pick six on that opening drive, yeah. then what happens? It's over. Oh, it is. Well, because both teams then have had possession. You yeah. had possession. Yeah, you, you got th- it. <laughs> threw a pick you six. Insta- no, no, no. And you instantly got it and ran it back. Well, that's what I mean. Then once they rule it an interception, that's possession. Yeah, right. For the other team. Okay. So if it's a pick six, game ends. <laughs> Again, we're making this too complicated. I'm with you, man. It doesn't have to. And I, and I really 15, don't understand. 10 or 15 minute period. And or I, quarter, I, I, I hate this do. in Major League Baseball when they did it too. Where it's, hey, you know, during the regular season, we're going to put a ghost runner on second base in the 10th inning. But in the postseason, no, we don't do that. Why not? Is it part of your game or is it not? No, and I understand there are differences sometimes because, like, like in the World Cup, you know, you don't have in knockout round, like in the actual World Cup, there's a round where if it ends in a tie, it's a tie. And then there's the knockout round where they have to have someone advance. Like someone has to go to that, you know, we have to get a winner. I get why they do that in some cases, because like in an NFL game, you can end in a tie. You have to end at some point and get well, a winner in a yeah, playoff game. I, yeah, I'm not suggesting playoff games end in ties. Well, I know that. I'm saying I get why some rule changes are made that it's different in the playoffs versus the regular season. But most of these do not qualify. Most of these are just rules that are like, well, we we didn't actually think that rule was really fair in the regular season. We just did it because, well, we just wanted to have that rule in there for fun. But now that it's actually going to matter, we're going to change all the rules so we can get what we want out of it. So if the Chiefs and Bills play in the AFC Championship game, this game's going to be at a neutral site. We knew that already. Florio had this thing, whether yesterday or the day before, I forget, where he's talking about where I would love to have the game, neutral site, Lambeau Field, Heinz Field, Soldier Field. It was those three places. And I'm thinking to myself, did this guy just fall off the turnip truck? Is this his first time? What is his, his problem? Yeah, I'd love to have it Lambeau Field, too. Put him out there at zero degrees, snowing sideways. That, to me, is fun. But you knew, at least I did, that the NFL was going to choose the most generic option they possibly could. And good news. Today, they have. They have decided neutral site AFC championship game, if it comes to that, will be played at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. You knew they were going to pick a place like that. Right? Yes, this would only be for right if the Bills play the Chiefs. Yeah, if the Bills play the Chiefs, that's okay. right. 
And I mean, was that his point though? Of like, since both of these teams would be outdoor cold weather teams. No, his point was it would be more fun. Oh, and yeah. yes, it would be more fun. But you know, they're not going to do that. No, that's yeah. <laughs> even if you know what, even if his point was by rights, it should be this way because it's going to be cold in Buffalo or Kansas City. So if it's neutral site, it should still be cold. Put it in an outdoor cold stadium. As much as I think he's right, maybe idealistically on that. No way in hell were they actually going to do that. No. NFL's not... They they don't play that game. The NFL wants to have the best TV product possible. And if you give them an excuse, as much as I think it's a great TV product well, when it's snowing and blowing sideways... I, I would love it. They, they look at it as I used to. I used to be someone who looked at it and said, well, we want to see the best game that could be played with perfect conditions because that'll tell us who the real winner is. That's what the NFL's trying to do, that they have this neutral site option. And what's interesting about it, I'm not saying it's 100%, but there are people that believe that idea that the NFL wants to go neutral site for these AFC and NFC championships games eventually. I mean, if they really wanted to be fair to those two teams, they'd put it in a cold weather place. But instead, they're saying, no, we can get the best TV product out of this. We're going to put it in a dome. I wonder if that foretells anything down the road. Do they really get the best TV product out of it, though? Well, they get the... You don't have the TV where it's like, I can't see what's going on because there's well, a snowstorm. All right. There's not variables they can't control. Fine. That's all controlled climate in there is what I'm saying. Odell Beckham Jr. is Ric Flair. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing heavy slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound after the 71 briefing went split. Traffic is slow in that area. You'll also find delays on the south side of I-71 southbound after US-62. An accident has cleared, but traffic is still backed up over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With affordable statement of coverage, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote today. Savings vary. Terms apply. Safe Auto Group Agency Incorporated. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Thursday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. We have a short show today. We're done at 5.30 because Buckeye basketball starts early tonight. Buckeyes and Minnesota. Catch all the action right here on the fan. Timmy was telling me out in the hall that they have a special promotion at the shot tonight. Ooh. See, if you thought the game was selling point enough, no. They're doing dinner at the shot tonight where concessions are half price. Well, I like that. But it ends at 6. Oh, so get there early. You got to get there like when the doors open. Yeah. And then you get as many hot dogs or whatever you like as you possibly can. And it's half price until 6. Yeah. That's, uh, you know what? That's a nice deal. I hope everybody enjoys that. And then I hope you... Get hope to you see enjoy a nice, victory is what I hope, hope you enjoy. See a nice win, yes. Well, I don't. I don't look. I don't blame them. They know. I think everyone over Ohio State realizes the Schottenstein Center sucks. It's terrible. It's a terrible place to watch basketball games unless it is like a full arena. And even then, it's cavernous. 
it doesn't feel like a college basketball arena. So they are trying to do everything they can to say, hey, you don't like the home schedule. You don't like that we're playing the worst team in the Big Ten tonight. All right, we know that's going to be a tough sell. So we're going to try to give you some reasons to come out. And Well, you know, yeah. They're not doing everything they can. Because then they wouldn't schedule just crap non-conference all the time well, and charge you money for it. That's fine. I mean, they're doing this today to try to say, here's a good enticement to get yeah, out to the fine. game. But right. the reality is this. You want to fix this? You want to fix this in a in a short term sense? Yes, schedule better non conference. But long term, you need to get a you need to have a place, and you have one. But if they don't want to upgrade it, you need to go back and play at St. John Arena, or you need to build an arena that is that size. But they won't. They instead would rather have the concert revenue that this brings in, and not worry about what it does for the college basketball atmosphere. Odell Beckham Jr. had a little incident on a plane back in November, so he was on the plane. Flight attendants thought that there was something wrong with him. He was not responding to them. So they called like the police in, and the police came and talked to him. He apparently was not cooperative at all. What wound up happening is they made everybody get off the plane while they dealt with this situation. So hmm. the entire plane had to get off, and they were delayed. And so now video has emerged of people getting off the plane, pissed off, and I guess one of these pissed off passengers exchanged words with OBJ. And OBJ says the following in the video. You're everything that's wrong with the world. Looking at me to get off a plane for you, I would never ever in my life get off a plane for you, specifically you. Maybe everybody else I'd get off the plane. You're going to wait 40 minutes, and I'm going to be on a private plane home. Yeah, with your fat ass. Get your ass off the plane for a second. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home with your ugly ass. Uh, a flight attendant wow. then said that OBJ took his pants off. Oh, God. So what an idiot. Odell Beckham Jr., like idiot. it or not, he is Ric Flair. I mean, that's well, who that's, I thought no, of that's, here. That's what I was going to say is if as much as I don't approve of, I can't imagine. I would be in, I would be enraged if, uh, if someone is being asked to get off the plane for whatever reason. If it's Odell Beckham Jr. or not, we've seen these videos countless times where someone's like, hey, look, I know you don't want to do it, but the policy is, can you like pull your mask up? And they're like, I do not have to do that. I will not comply. And it's like, you don't have to deboard this plane. If you won't just put your mask over your face and you're going to get arrested and they're like, well, do it. And you're like, oh, God, like I can't stand anyone who doesn't just do the basic for human society. That said, if that's your angle, then live it up. I guess he is. Play it up and be Rick. Like you said, be Rick Flair. He is Rick Flair. Well, maybe don't be Rick Flair. No, no, don't actually do any of this. I'm just saying if I have to read about it and later on you get someone who's like, I had just had a rough day and I took some cold medication and I was out of my mind and this is not who I am. It does not reflect. No, you're never getting that statement from OBJ. OBJ is saying, hell yes, I did it. And I'd do it again. Like that. He's, oh, he's him. He's just being him. Whether you like him or not, he is at least being true to whatever planet he lives on. Speaking of uh, Ric Flair, I saw the Mega Millions jackpot is up to $1.35 billion. Ooh. The reason I bring that up in connection to Ric Flair is that for many years, I don't know if he still does, he had a promotion in the state of Tennessee. They had Ric Flair lottery tickets that you could buy, and we just happen to have an old commercial for it. This is not a fake commercial. This is a real commercial that aired on television in Tennessee. Can I get one of those woo tickets? Excuse me? 
one of those woo tickets. It's not woo, it's woo! 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 Introducing Ric Flair's new woo! Scratch-off ticket for the North Carolina Educational Lottery with a top prize of $100,000. It's enough to make anyone say I said Tennessee. I meant North Carolina. So Whatever, yeah. He also took that old broad to Space Mountain. Absolutely she right. She rode the ride. Well, it's easy to get confused with which state Ric Flair considers his home state. Well, there's a new one here. I have another he more. plenty of these places where he's been like, I call this place home, or I've lived here, I spent a night in this city, and now I live here. This one might be Tennessee. This other one. <laughs> You call yourself a jackpot? I've seen bigger dimes. So thought of increasing your jackpot potential, get your pump. Maybe it's time you jack up your jackpot with Mega Millions. Woo, that's what I'm talking about. If you want to go from puny jackpots to huge ones, jack them up with Mega Millions for the Tennessee Lottery. Woo, like this. Woo, no, like this. Woo. Do they do one take with him, too? Yes. Where it's like, hey, Rick, can you get the marbles out of your mouth? No, nope. Rick only does one take. Woo! You know what? I don't think Rick has had the marbles out of his mouth since like the mid-90s. What do you think it is? His tongue's too big? That's what the girls say. Or his teeth are rattling around in there? I don't know what it is either, but you're right. Like, Ric Flair has something where, because he gets the white crusties on the side of his mouth when he does a little promo. And he's, I remember him back in WCW where he would be like elbow dropping his suit jacket and he would just be like, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to, woo! And you're just like, Rick, what did you say? I know, I know most of what you usually say, which is like limousine riding, you know, all that stuff. But I, I can't understand him half the time anyway. Officially, as of today, the Ninja Boy is a Right. He gets, he just, he doesn't finish. Like, he'll say, officially, as of today, becomes, officially, as of today. Officially, as of today, the Ninja right. Boy is a limousine riding, jet flying, kid stealing, loving old blue in Michigan. Oh, God. Son of a gun. Yeah. Woo! Just having a hard time keeping his alligators down. <laughs> Woo! He also has a weird little, like, yeah. remember the girl you said you used to date that would, like, or you went on a date with someone where they would, like, <laughs> afterwards? No, he that, does that a no, little bit no. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. The thing that she... That wasn't that it? Because no. he's like, I, 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 I knew a guy like that. There was a guy who did that, but there was a girl that I dated where she would use, like, her sound that she would make for anything. Happy, sad, excited, this food tastes good, was... Oh, okay, that's what it was. Right, well, he's... He's just got a little bit of, like, limousine ride. And if you think, what's the big deal? Imagine trying to do something with the lights out. Yes. And it's like, is this working? Does she like it? What? Yeah. What are you saying? I can't do this now. I did it anyway. <laughs> Who am I kidding? <laughs> right. There were, well, never mind. We're going to talk about some name, image, and likeness lies coming up next. Lou, 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 Lou. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some heavy slowdowns to watch out for. A disabled vehicle still causing some snarls on I-70 downtown split eastbound after the 71-315 West split. It is blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper as they work to get around it. Please use caution over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by the Tile Shop. The Tile Shop is your destination for ceramic, porcelain, and natural stone tile and luxury vinyl tile. Explore a wide range of unique looks and exclusive designs for every style and any project with inventory available today. Visit the Columbus Tile Shop showroom to start loving the home you're in. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Happy Thursday. We are out at 5.30 today because we have Buckeye basketball coverage. So we are moving, would you rather, to 4.34. Just a half hour away. So tweet us your would you rathers at Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. So we know that name, image, and likeness is a deal, right? Yep. Uh, what's this dude's name? Rashida Jones? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rashida <laughs> Jaden Rashada. There you go. Uh, he the, is the new, well, was the new big deal at Florida for a hot yes, second. Top quarterback recruit. He is. 19 years old he's going to florida and the rumor was it was a blockbuster name image and likeness deal now if i'm not mistaken he flipped from miami he was a miami recruit who flipped a few like a month ago or something to florida i think i have that right yes like he had been a because florida was all november 10th yeah florida was all excited about flipping this guy and like wow look at that miami you can eat it we got this dude out of your place. He's staying in state, but he's coming here instead. And they were all excited about this guy. So 6'4", 185. Uh, he said he was on a mission, planned to add 25 pounds by the end of the spring. <sighs> he better. With the goal to compete with Wisconsin transfer Graham Mertz. Yep. He, he slash is Fred down in Florida now, right. For the starting job. So he's in there. Uh, apparently he's not, though. He's gone back to San Francisco, where he's from. The story says after a name, image, and likeness agreement for around $13 million was not honored. Mm-hmm. This according to the Orlando Sentinel. Mm-hmm. The source also said the situation is beyond repair. So he flipped back in November. Flip. I, I guess he was promised something in the range of $13 million. I don't know if that was all at once. I don't know if that was over a period of time. Who the hell knows? He got there, realized that that was not the deal that he signed up for, and now he's leaving. Yeah. Now... Let me just put my two cents on this. Number one, I don't believe for a second there was $13 million That's on the table. That's a lot for of scratch, him. baby. I mean, I know people have gotten all caught up on these stories, and you keep hearing things like this quarterback got $5 million. This quarterback got $10 million. Oh, man, this guy's going to get all this money. There's no way in my mind, and I'm not saying, well, I shouldn't say no way. There's very little chance in my mind that. The deal was for this guy, come to Florida, play zero games, and get $13 million. Now, maybe what was laid out for him, 
and I can see this scenario happening, sure. Is a booster or a collective person or someone recruiting, whatever, said, if you come here and start as a freshman and play for three years, that would mean you're really good. That would mean you're a starter in the SEC. And if you play for three years in the SEC as a starter, you're that good, then you're going to be an NFL prospect. You are going to be a guy who's probably helping us get to national championship level type of games. So because of that, we think we could get you in the neighborhood of 10 to 13 million over the time you're here, or maybe by year three, we could do a deal that's over 10 million for you. If you're like a Heisman candidate, national championship type of player, first round draft pick three years of you starting at that level. Like I could totally see a recruiting pitch that says, Hit all your marks. Yeah, it's and you not can likely make a lot of money. They're starting them off with thirteen million. That's my point. There's no way I. So what? What maybe happened is, I mean, I guess it's possible someone just flat out lied to this guy, and then he went to look at the financials. Was like, oh, this is not what I was promised. I'm not doing that. It could be there was a misunderstanding, purposeful or not, by those trying to recruit him. Maybe making it sound a little better than it was, or it could be that maybe he got cold feet and was looking for an out, and then this is his response of saying, you know what. I'm going to say it was this. They didn't do what I thought I should. I feel like the 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 people who would perpetuate this story would be the people who run these collectives. Because then they can go back to their people and say, see, look at that. Florida lost a guy because we didn't get him because they couldn't get him $13 million. That's why you got to give us more money. Yeah. That's why we need even more money to get these guys in the door. So I, I am very skeptical of that $13 million number is the high point of that discussion. Uh, the Dolphins are the biggest wildcard underdogs ever. Skyler White slash Thompson will be starting this game. Mm-hmm. That gets you every single time. Yep, I like it. For the it. Miami Dolphins, they have no chance. They barely had a chance if Tua was cleared to compete in this game. They have no chance. They have no in chance. Buffalo. They have no chance. No. I, no chance. I want to say it one more time. They have no chance. Now, that all said, I put $5 on the Dolphins to win up straight well, okay, up. okay, it's 5 bucks. No, no, I'm saying like, if you're in the, yeah, I'm just saying the, the gambling stuff is here. It's the first month we've had it legal in Ohio. I go on Barstool Sportsbook to do my gambling. I'm just telling you, if you're someone who does that, you're maybe new to gambling if you've never done it before. These are the type of moments you look for where you go, well, it's not likely. They're the biggest underdogs in this round of the NFL playoffs, correct? So, yeah. Ever. Yeah, ever. Right. I'm saying ever. So, you're probably, if you're going to place bets, you may be thinking, let's bet, well, clearly I'm going to throw the Bills into a parlay because that's an easy win. I'm just saying, throw throw 10 bucks or whatever that you don't mind parting with on that as a hedge. Because that's that's the easy hedge where if something shocking happens, you'll make a good little amount of money back. That's all. The line is 13. It was as high as 13 and a half. It could jump up even higher. Previous record was 12. But yeah. in true Mike Florio fashion, because I'm reading this piece from Florio, he doesn't tell us what that previous record was, <laughs> what the game was. He does that all the time. I know, I know. For someone who's Mr. In fairness to him, I could have very easily looked it up myself, but I didn't because I'm a lazy bastard. But I love how he's printing up this story, says previous record was 12, and then nothing. It doesn't Crickets say why. on yeah. what that game was. Right. But I, I don't think that line is high enough. 13 points. No, can you I, imagine? I don't think there's any chance they win this game. Can you imagine DeMar Hamlin, who has now been released from the Buffalo hospital that he went to? There is still noise 
I don't know how wise it is. Again, I'm not his physician. I don't know. There is still noise that he could make an appearance on the field Mm. before this game. Well, whether he does or not, I mean, the fact that that fan base will now get to come together and go out and see their team play in the playoffs and knowing what they've all just seen over the last few weeks, like, of course, this is going to be a big moment there to go root on their team and whether he's there or not, it's going to be a great atmosphere, I would think, for Bills fans. Well, but, it's going to be a tremendous atmosphere. But if he's there, yeah, that that's going to be an all-time. Actually, if he's there, that may work in the Dolphins' favor a little bit because it'll just be so emotionally exhausting. Yeah. Guys will be crying, and I'm not just talking about fans. I'm players. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll I would think the players would be as moved as anyone. Then it's, all right, let's go play a football game and get back that intensity. Maybe you're just so ruined emotionally, even though it's good emotion. Yeah. Right? It's it's right, positive. Right. That may work in the Dolphins' favor. If they had a competent quarterback going, I'd say, yes, that would work in their favor. Hmm. There is no way the Dolphins no, no, are no, winning no. this game. To be clear, I was that whole point about the gambling thing is that's just a hedge. That's just a just in case it happens, you don't want to miss Where out. Where did on you it. make that bet, T Bone? I did it at Barstool Sportsbook. The that's official sports book of Common Man and T Bone. <laughs> Must be twenty one or over? Gambling, gambling problem? That too? Mm-hmm. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Amazon is compensating advertisers for Thursday Night Football not reaching their ratings goals, their viewership goals. Uh, Amazon says throughout their internal metrics, we have averaged 11.3 million viewers for the okay. season. All right. Uh, the ratings company says, no, that's not, that's not accurate. We averaged... 9.6. We say you average 9.6 million. Just a discrepancy of like a million and a half, two million well, per you know, game. Quite frankly, I th- I think the 9.6 is probably generous too. Yeah, but what, what motivation would Nielsen have or whoever? Is it Nielsen? I don't remember. What would motivation yeah, would they have to... I don't know what their motivation would be to make that higher, you know, but I understand what you're saying. I'm shocked that it's that high too. Well, their motivation... Would, there's no... There's nothing set in stone that says Amazon has to pay them for their services. Or use them in any way. Mm. They can go to advertisers with their own internal metrics and say, well, trust us. We're Amazon. They've been doing that for years. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I'm, I'm just looking at it saying, <laughs> I wonder like, I wonder what the value is for these ratings companies to get involved in this. The only answer would be because they want to be a check. Because no one else knows how to Amazon does their accounting of why they say we had this many eyeballs all right let me uh so i'm saying like the i'm saying the advertisers who are getting compensated are doing that i'm sure saying look at look at these numbers they're putting out here you've got to make this right and amazon i don't think they as much as they want it for the pr the money's not going to be a problem for them they don't care they want to say that they're in bed with the nfl they want to say they're the ones broadcasting these games i I understand that but they won't like it if it's five years from now they're still doing this i'm sure they won't want to keep doing it then but yeah and you know it, it it Moved the average NFL viewership down for the entire season. Even though viewers were up on CBS, they were up on Fox. When you factor in Thursday night football, total viewership down year to year. Yeah. Which the NFL doesn't want to see. But again, they're cashing that big Amazon check. I'm, I, that's, I'm sure they that's don't That's why care. you got the money. That's Going back wanted. to the ratings company, though. Why would they give Amazon a, a boost? What does it do for them? I'm trying to think of a way I can tell this story. Without getting in trouble okay. here. I mean, we we have ratings here at the radio station. In Many, many years ago, we would have starts and stops. Because it costs us money to get ratings. 
Yeah, the, we have to pay the ratings company. Yeah, stations pay to. I mean, the ratings are done either way. The stations pay to find out what they are, right? Basically. Because then it's our privilege then to take that number, go out to advertisers, and say, "Look, how many listeners are listening to us?" It's been verified from these other people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there had been times in our history where we didn't think the fee was worth it. By we, I'm not talking about me and you. No, These no, decisions the, the were bosses. made by the bosses. Right. They didn't feel like it was worth it to pay the ratings company. And so we, we didn't have ratings. During the period where we didn't have ratings, we were still being rated, to your point. We just weren't given access to those ratings. Right. Magically, every time we would come back and pay the fee, and hey, we're back and we can use the numbers. I'm sure just purely by coincidence, we would always get a bump in the ratings. <laughs> right. Like our first year back, it always be like, oh, those ratings, they went up magic. We're a client again and our ratings have gone up a little bit. I'm not saying that's happening here with Amazon, but I wonder if there's a little bit of that going on. Where it's yeah. like, well, what would it benefit, you know, Nielsen? Millions of dollars is what it benefits them. I guess. Because that's what Amazon pays. Yeah. I wonder if Amazon keeps paying if Nielsen keeps discriminating. Well, that I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see next year. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, Northwestern is investigating hazing within the football program. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound after the 71350 West split. Still working to get that disabled vehicle clear from the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper and still continues to build. About a 20-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With affordable state minimum coverage, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote today. Savings vary. Term supply. Safe Auto Group Agency Incorporated. Only NRA with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I was uh, reading a story today about traffic congestion. There was a new study that came out. Okay. All the metro areas across the country, across the world. Who has the most congestion? Which population group loses the most amount of time sitting in a car? Okay. Because they're delayed. Uh, if you're upset about Columbus traffic, I understand being upset about Columbus drivers. Right. That's a different yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But as far as traffic, we're like 74th in the country okay. in terms of congestion, which market size were what? 20th? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Right. So we don't match up to the market, which means we have good traffic. We have decent, we have decent traffic for the size market that we have. We're, uh, we're pacing above expectations. Maybe is the way to say that too. Sure. We're doing better than expected on that. Which city do you think has the worst traffic in the country? Oh. Think of big cities and like, where do you think it's the worst traffic, most congested traffic? I mean, I would guess Los Angeles, New York, uh, maybe Chicago. All those cities are up there. Number one. Is Chicago. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I having driven around Chicago a few times, like, and once through it, I said this is pretty bad. It is bad. I remember as a you know growing up there, yeah. you always complain and like, oh, it's so horrible. But you always assume that Los Angeles is worse and New York is worse. It's not. Chicago is the worst when it comes to congestion. As a matter of fact, it is the second worst in the entire world oh. when it comes to traffic. Number one is London. London's the worst London for traffic. London one, Chicago two. You know, it's funny. I would have never guessed that London would be the worst just because I know London is very old parts of its city. They probably don't have a lot of, you know, uh, efficient byways in and out type of stuff. There's probably a lot of, oh, yes, governor, you turn left at the turnstile and then there's a horse carriage you go around. I like, don't think that's quite what it is. You know what I mean? There's a lot of narrow streets and things like that I got it. that aren't ideal for current modern vehicles. But I would have also thought London is one of those places where it's like, oh, hop on the tube, sat. Like, I think there's a lot of people taking public transit that wouldn't clog up the roadways. I wouldn't have guessed they would have the worst. And like New York has a lot of people and their traffic's bad, but they have a giant subway system that probably helps alleviate Imagine some of didn't. that. Oh, God. Right. I'm saying that it's bad as it is. Imagine if they didn't have all those trains and subways. All right. Northwestern. Northwestern football is being investigated for possible hazing. Oh, yeah. This is where this I is do when, that this story. Is when you talk That's now. right. I forgot. Uh, so, Northwestern, this allegation of hazing came. They're not exactly sure where it's coming from, if it's a student led thing or if it's coaches that heard about it. Um, but they say this is the allegation that occurred after the 2022 season. The university hired an independent attorney, Maggie Hickey, of the law firm Errant Fox Schiff, to lead the inquiry. Yeah. So Northwestern has a statement that says, while we don't know yet whether the allegations are true, hazing is prohibited by university policy. We take these claims seriously. The health, safety, and well-being of our students is the first priority. The inquiry is in its very early stages and will be rigorously fair to everyone in this process. We'll focus on gathering facts and not jump to conclusions. All right. Yada, yada, yada. I'm, I'm not saying that this happened, didn't happen. I have no idea. All right. But I do know that we tend to see a little bit more of this when we're talking about teams that win one game. Oh, right. It was uh, yeah. a few years ago where the thought was Pat Fitzgerald can stay there as long as he wants. He is the savior for Northwestern football. He'll be there as long as he wants to make a ton of money. And they don't, they don't even care. He can win six or seven games a year, and they, they'll be happy with it for the rest of his tenure. Three out of the last four seasons have been absolutely god-awful for Northwestern. This yep. last season being the worst, where they won one game. They're planning on building this huge football facility, new stadium. We're talking about a billion dollars in private donations to try and get this done. They're putting a lot of money into this football program. They're cashing, cashing big-time checks from the Big Ten. And Pat Fitzgerald has essentially stopped winning football games. You throw stuff like this on top of it, he's got one year. Right. I really do think that. We talked to Adam Rittenberg about that. Rittenberg joins us in the fall. He covers all things college football for ESPN. He lives in Chicago. He is very close to this Northwestern program. He is not a reactionary guy who's constantly saying, this guy should be fired, this guy should be fired. We have talked to him about Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald. And he does not think it's out of line that sometime in the near future, Northwestern would be looking for a new football coach. And it's not because Pat Fitzgerald takes an NFL job or moves on. It's because he's simply not getting the job done. Well, not with the level of 
investment that's going on there from the boosters and the with the Ryan family that's building a new stadium yes, and all this right. stuff. They've built a new football facility that's one of the most gorgeous athletic facilities I've ever seen. Yeah, I think because when we talked to Rittenberg about that, obviously we didn't know about any of these allegations, right? Right. So he was saying that purely on a performance standard. I'll tell you this right now. You said he might have one more year. If they find anything in this investigation, let's say it takes them a couple months, they they do their investigation and say, yeah, it looks like this was going on and maybe the coaches didn't know about it, but they should have. That's the yeah, job. We, we don't know what this is about, right, I know. how egregious it is. What I'm saying is, let's say it's something that if it happened to Nick Saban in his heyday, he might be able to survive it. Uh, they'd move on from Pat Fitzgerald, I bet you, this offseason. Yeah, with the way that program is trending? I'm saying, right. Well, if they're thinking anyway, he may not be long for this job, and then you have an allegation like this, and I'm not saying it would be like, oh, convenient excuse, let's fire him. I'm saying, why waste time giving him a benefit of the doubt, or maybe that's not what it is. If they think there's any chance this is true, and you've already got the poor performance, I think they would look at it at Northwestern and say, now we have a year to figure out who the next, like the job's open. We're building this new stadium. We need to get rid of this guy and move on and start over. And let's start over with someone who's, you know, not going to have these type of allegations coming up. If they're true, if they're not true, they're still going to be looking at how do you do on the field this year? And that's going to be a problem for him. If he doesn't win games, Bengals and Ravens this weekend, uh, all signs indicate it'll be Tyler Huntley against the Bengals on Sunday. He has been limited in practice, but John Harbaugh says that he is on schedule. So, Lamar, they have not officially ruled him out, but I, no, I find that hard to believe that Lamar Jackson yeah. would play in this football game. And you and I were having a discussion off the year. Would this be different if Lamar Jackson had a long-term contract? Would he be more willing, and I'm not saying it's even his call, that he doesn't want to go out there and play. Maybe physically he just can't, and he knows that he would be a hindrance to his team if he went out there. But if there was any tiebreaker, any doubt, should I play, should I not play, the fact that he has not been able to come to a long-term deal with the Ravens, that has to factor into his thinking a little bit. Well, let's put it this way. I, I don't think if he's I don't I don't think it's a situation where he's saying I could go out there and be reasonably effective and my knee wouldn't suffer any long-term damage or anything like that. But I'm still not going to do it. You're not saying yeah. that. I'm, I'm, no, I, I believe that if there was a... I'm, hypothetically, because we don't know. So far, it doesn't look promising that he'd be able to get out there. But if there were a situation where it's like, yeah, I could go play on it, and then that might be... I can maybe get through this season with it. I could get through the playoffs, but then I'm going to have to have major knee surgery in the yeah. off season, and it's going to take me a year to rehabilitate it. But if we win a Super Bowl, it'd be all worth it. I still think he'd really want to do that. I wonder how much you'd be motivated to risk that if you don't think this team is built to win a Super Bowl totally. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be willing to risk it if I'm if I've got a chance to get paid. I'm not going to risk that for the team that wouldn't give me the money. Not. I mean, I'm not talking about. He could go out there and play, and he's fully healthy. He just doesn't want to. Right. That's not what's happening. Don't put that on it. It's, hey, man, he's like 70%. He could gut through it, but he will have to get major surgery done afterwards. I just don't see why there would be a reason for him to go out there. Why You don't know it to them. They haven't paid you. You're not, you're, you go out and you get the security for your long-term future. You don't know it to that football team at all. An early edition of Would You Rather is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some heavy slowdowns out there. You'll find the west side of I-70 eastbound between Sullivan Avenue and Route 315. Traffic is stop and go. You'll also find some ramp restrictions. A crash at the bottom of the ramp to West Broad Street from the west outer belt of 270 southbound. Please be careful as they work to get this clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples help you start the new year off right with big savings on everything you need for your business. Now Staples reward members get $30 back in Staples Store bonus when they spend $100. Rewards members only. Store bonus redeemable in-store only. Offer ends on 121. Save big at Staples. Elmiana Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. It is an early edition of Would You Rather because we're only here till 5.30 tonight. The best Would You Rather, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. The Walrus, your downtown home for sports with 24 mega TVs and a Browns backer bar. Bone, are you ready? I'm ready. Hans Gruber's brother says, my main man. It's a game of inches. Ask the Cox. Would you rather be stuck behind a car going 40 miles an hour in the left-hand lane in a 70-mile-an-hour zone or be the passengers or in the passenger's seat of the car going 40 miles an hour and have to endure the wrath of the other vehicles? I'd be in the passenger's seat. I mean... As long as I don't have to be anywhere at any specific time, I would. If I'm not driving, I would just be looking at my phone, going, "Not my. I'm not looking no, at this person. I, I, I don't want to be associated with that person. Uh, I wouldn't care. I don't want to be. Associated. I don't want to be behind him. At least that, either, either way, you're going forty. Yeah, I know. So at least I don't have to deal with the stress of going. What's wrong with that? No. I'd just be sitting there looking at my phone, not I'd paying attention him. to him. Uh, Nate says, "Would you rather the grocery store get rearranged every time you go, so you don't know where anything is?" Or have to watch one episode of First Take a week and tell people how much you love it. Oh, I'll, I'd, watch, I'll watch the first no, take. No, I won't. I, I'll go to the grocery store. And have I'll it take rearranged my time. That's fine. I don't care. Time? I'll take my time. So you're like, well, I got to get the salsa. And you're fine. like, where, where I don't is care. the salsa? Maybe it's, I'll get skinnier. By the toilet paper? Makes no sense. Jay Ohio says, would you rather eat a Jello pudding pop served to you by Bill Cosby Mm-mm. or Mm-mm. serve as a nude model? For a high school anatomy class. <laughs> I'll take my clothes off. I don't care. I mean, that's more on you. Yeah, you have to look at me I and it's lack of anatomy. I'm going to guess most high schools don't let you go in and take your clothes off. I'm no? just going to go out on a limb and say that's not a high school anatomy class. But sure, I guess if that's allowed. Come on. As it's opposed for art to, bone. It's not right. sexual. It's not for art. It's anatomy. That's a science class. Oh, that's fair enough. I didn't. <laughs> you're right. Uh, JR says, my guys, would you rather your next year be spent going back in time to the dark ages and living in a European inn with peasants and no guarantees you survive or all porn for the rest of your life has Matt Andrews's voice talking and grunting nonstop? I can I can, can mute, I mute it? I can mute it. Or do you have to listen with the sound on? It'd be well, you know what? It's yeah. not even, right. It's not even. <laughs> Not even about Matt Andrews, though. If no, it, was, it is a little bit about Matt Andrews. Okay, but if it was Timmy Hall's voice being like, well, uh, 
not like I would just be like, okay, I this is weird because I know this person. Ah, uh, ah, uh, right. Uh, That's what it would sound like. I know. I would bah, not. Bah. I don't want to go back in time to the European end. That's what I'm saying. So I'll take That's the. I'll, I'll take, take the, the porn. I'll take the porn too. Yeah. Uh, Nuckeye Butt says, "My guys." Would you rather have the Jackets pull their heads from their rectums and finally be in the playoffs and win multiple series, or have the new OSU quarterback be perfect, better than Fields, but have no guarantees on winning anything, i.e. defense may still be hot poo? Um, What this really comes down to is my confidence level that Ohio State could fix their issues. As opposed to, could the Blue Jackets yes. figure it out? And I'll I take don't, the Blue Jackets figuring it out. Because I don't believe they ever will. So, yes, I would take that. Uh, Josh says, my guys. So many of those balls pop out. This one's for Common Man. Would you rather be stuck on a long car ride with Rimmer telling stories or T-Bone talking in his Boston accent? Jan. Jan. For how long are you going to be talking in the Boston accent? We're going to Boston. The whole ride? Yeah, yeah, all right, you know what? Right. I'd rather have that. I've heard all the Rimmer stories. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The amount of times you'd have to go over and over it with him. Yeah. Uh, Mitch. Mitch? Says my guys. It's Division One football! Would you rather be the richest person in Roman times or live paycheck to paycheck and gar- barely get by today? Well, you have cell phones today. You have well, modern you have flat screen today. TVs. Yeah. You have air conditioning. I'll be paycheck to paycheck yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know... Roman times, you have people to fan you, right? I you have know, just a but... cavalcade of virgins coming in to pleasure you, right? I mean, I don't think I don't think I'd want. I don't want to go. I no, I don't want to do that. No, nope, just give me paycheck to paycheck here, and and that'd be fine. All right, I think I'm going to Rome. <laughs> of course, you are I'm going to Rome. Cleopatra comes over. We do it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Two chins says, "Would you rather never be allowed to use condiments?" Or wherever you travel, deal with heavy traffic. Both things are forever. Oh, are we? Well, let me ask on the condiments thing. Only on like sandwiches and things like that, or I can't have them for dipping. Dip. Like if I want to dip fries and ketchup, can't do that. No, that's a that's condiment. All, you can't. Do I know it. it's a condiment. I just didn't know if he meant on sandwiches. No, I'm going to say all okay. time. Um, I'll, I'll just, still deal with that. I'll, I'll deal with heavy traffic. No, I won't. You'd have no condiments. Yeah, no condiments. I'll eat fries by themselves. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Pleasure sauce. Up. That's a condiment. Mm. Says my guys. There is no delay of game. We didn't let the team go because we were stretching our balls. This is for Bone. Would you rather have to listen to man's complete current CD collection all year long and nothing else? Mm. Or drive a go-kart to work all summer long? Mm. There, I, I have look, a pretty nice collection. I know you have a nice collection. You don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of metal. Like the metal that I listen to, you're not right. listening to the screamy stuff. But okay. you know what? I would put. Otherwise, you have a very nice selection of songs. I'm quite sure in CDs there. So, sure, I'll listen to those. I I couldn't. I would love to drive a go kart to work if I lived anywhere close. I live in Marysville. I wouldn't get here. It'd take me three hours to get here every day, if not longer. Uh, Cody says, "My guy, I want to kiss you." Would you rather have the power to teleport? Or would you rather have the ability to make any food you want appear in front of you, even taboo foods or foods that no longer exist? Taboo foods. Well, you know, he knows I want to eat human flesh. Oh, but you could do it in a way that's so not that's gonna... what, right. That's what he means. Okay, I can just have a fillet of, you know, Teddy, 
come right to me. Well, see, that's what's tricky. Because if you can teleport, you could just be anywhere. And so like, oh, yeah, I'll teleport to my favorite restaurant and get the food you want whenever you want it. Yes. And the other thing, and I've, I've thought get, about you this. You can't get human flesh. So Right. I've, I've thought about this aspect of it because I'm a sick person. Mm-hmm. If I had the ability to teleport, you can pretty much, you're invincible. You can do anything. You can show up and murder someone. And as soon as the police come, you teleport out of there. Even if they catch you and take you to jail. You teleport out. You teleport out of there. You escaped again. Right? You can, you can, you know, go some, teleport, kill someone, cook them, eat them, <laughs> and then teleport out of there. Right. I like how you've weighed in the murder factor to this equation, which I did not. But I'm, you know what? I was going to take teleport anyway, but not for murder purposes, just because I. I'm not saying specifically for teleport murder. Teleport to like a burger place you, I like. You could murder. Like I could get coffee at this place I found in Seattle that I like. Yeah, you teleport right there. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's called Starbucks, I think is how they say it. Oh, is it new? Just check it out. It's really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hash Brown says, would you rather lose a bet? Dress one week as the winner to Panama Ted about his Cowboys winning the Lombardi Trophy, or to Timmy Hall and the Jayhawks winning back-to-back NCAA basketball titles. So you have to—I have to dress up like Ted. Okay. Or I have to dress up like Tim. Yeah, whichever one you pick. Yeah. Oh, well, I dress well, you, up. You I dress the clothes yeah, that I wear. Ted, I'd say oh, I dress up go. like Ted. It's like he wears a hoodie and jeans every yes. day. I mean, Timmy dresses like a douche, but <laughs> Ted doesn't. Timmy wears golf pants and and stuff that they don't make a lot of in my size, so I don't think I would be able to fit in those clothes. Uh, Caleb says, for man, would you rather live in a world where all of the people you hate are in jail for life, but it's 90 plus degrees and humid year round, or live in beautiful weather, but Nestle Crunch is the only candy you ever get, your enemies eat Reese's in front of you. Oh, that's... You know I have a a weather thing. That's a tough one for you. As much as I hate hot and humid, you know I hate people even more. Mm-hmm. So I would take the hot and humid, and all my enemies are in jail for the rest of my life? Yeah. Rest of their life? Yeah. Beautiful. Well, all the people I hate are people who make our lives worse. So, like, I'd put those people in jail and life would be better. So, I, yeah, 90 degrees and humid, but all the crappy idiots are out of the way, so that'd be good. i pick a winner. I liked, I liked that one. I thought that was great. Caleb, you win. All right, good job, Caleb. And they're taking those inches. Um, you do know, you, do you take those inches? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Caleb gets a fifty dollars gift card to the Walrus. Degenerate T Bone is up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from the roadway of I-70 downtown split eastbound after the 71-315 west split. All lanes have reopened to that area. And traffic is still slow on the west outer belt of 270 southbound at West Broad Street. A crash at the bottom of the ramp to West Broad Street. Please be careful. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you on their team. Ace has a variety of warehouse positions and shifts available up to $19.25 per hour plus incentive bonus. Ace will provide excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Thursday. We have a short show today. We're done at 5.30 because it's Buckeye basketball time tonight. Coverage starts at 5.30. Buckeyes hosting Minnesota. But right now, T-Bone is here for all your gambling needs. Common Man and T-Bones. Degenerate T-Bone. Degenerate T-Bone. T-Bone's picks for the weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Choose between virtual or in-person appointments at 200-plus care sites. Providing the finest care anywhere. OhioHealth.com slash finest care. Bone. Man. Uh, Question for you. Am I allowed to mention if I'm placing a wager on teams that play college basketball in this city? Why not? Okay. Uh... (laughs) Here's what we've got. I'm going to give you two different parlays that I have actively going right now. Barstool Sportsbook. I placed these wagers earlier today. I'm giving you the lines as they were at the time. I don't know what they are now. This is what I had when I placed the bet. So here we go. Tonight, I'm doing a little basketball. Six-team teaser, baby. Let's go. Colorado at USC. I've got USC straight up to win. They are favored to win that game. Utah at UCLA. UCLA favored to win that game. I've got them just straight up. I've also got Michigan at Iowa. Iowa is, I believe, favored to win that game, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, I have Iowa. Yes, they are, and I have them just straight up. This is a parlay, by the way, so all these have to hit for me to get this. Arizona at Oregon State. Oregon State, 15.5-point dogs. I'm going to say they get it within 15.5. Now, that's a bit of a stretch, but I think Oregon State will be in maybe even single-digit territory there. So I'm going to say that one's a little bit dicey. Hornets at the Raptors, the Chalehone. Chalehone. Very bad. So Chalehone hopefully going to lose to the Raptors. Raptors, though, I have just straight up. And then um, whatever's going on with the shot, I have the home team winning. That, if that all happens, $5 wins you $30.94. I told you this earlier. I'm going to remind you again. The Dolphins are going to lose to the Bills. It will happen. They will lose. They are the biggest underdog in this round of the playoffs ever in the NFL playoffs. What are they like? I want to say 13-point dogs. They are going to lose. However, in case they don't, you are foolish if you don't. If you're planning on betting this weekend, it might be worth a 5 or $10 throw it down. $5 on the Dolphins wins you $25.50. For an, I don't know if people understand this. For an NFL playoff game, that is ridiculous. To be able to put $5 down and like get five tuple back like that's ridiculous so i'm gonna say just throw that out there you're gonna lose your five whatever you're comfortable with losing because you're gonna lose it but it's a little bit of a hedge for what i'm about to tell you next i have a 14 parlay going this weekend and all this ten dollars wins you 44 77 if these four games hit mike tell me if i'm insane or if i if these are okay go Bengals over the ravens no that's Seems, happening right bills over the dolphins that's happening right now these two are a little dicier Seahawks getting nine and a half against the Niners. I think the Seahawks can keep it there. If you can get it at 10 or above, definitely jump on that. But I like nine and a half. I think the Seahawks can stay in that range and stay with the Niners. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in I'd, that I'd game. I'd probably pick the 49ers to cover the spread, but okay. I'm not confident about it. Right, I'm saying that's, well, that's why we're going there. That yes. one evens it up. I don't think the Niners are losing that game. I just think the Seahawks can keep it close. Jags are the ones I am. This is again a little dicey, but I'm betting on. I'm betting on and betting on some stupidity 
from uh, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley. Jags beat the Chargers straight up. That's the one that's a little bit of a teaser. That one, $10 wins you forty four seventy seven. These are the actual bets I have going tonight and I this think weekend. what would be more intriguing, we talked about the new overtime rules and all that crap for the playoffs, and this has to happen, and this has to happen, then the team wins. I think it's between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Whichever one can grow any sort of facial hair first <laughs> wins the game. Yeah. Because I don't think either of them has ever had to shave. No, I think you're right on that. So I think that's I think that's a fair one to look to as well. I didn't see those odds on Barstool. No, but no shaving odds on there? No, I did not see that. However, I will give you a couple more on those two players from the Barstool Sportsbook app uh, in Hollywood Casino. Here's what I've got for total yards passing by both players. You tell me what you think on the over-unders. Trevor Lawrence, 248.5 over-under on the yardage. I think I'm going to go over on that. I think he's going to have to throw the ball a little bit in this yeah, game. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Justin Herbert is much higher. 283.5 is his over-under, mm. and I think that's a bit of a tough one. That is, I would, a, that is a tough I'd one. I'd probably go over Trevor Lawrence, under Justin Herbert on that one. Uh, play- I'd go under Justin Herbert, too. Which one do you think would be more popular in prison? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence? Or Justin Herbert? That's hard to say. I don't. They I both don't have really. delicate features. Sure. Either one of them are going to be popular. That's fine. Uh, total touchdown passes thrown by the player. Justin Herbert. Oh, we're out of time. Over under one and a half. Trevor Lawrence over under one and a half. I mean, Herbert's more likely to hit that, I would think, than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What say you? Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, great. Are you done? I'm all. I'm, yeah, the music ended. Well, what do you want me to do? The music's over. Keep talking. I'll keep. I'll put more music on for you. No. Oh, by the way, I want to tell you this. We've got lots. We've got lots of uh, conversation around the office about uh, different lines and things we're all looking at. Yeah. I've heard multiple guys around the office in the office bantering about how uh, Teddy. No one believes in your Cowboys. At least. Teddy, seen, Teddy doesn't believe in his Cowboys. I know. That's true. I'm saying I have heard multiple people like, oh, yeah, because I think on Barstool I saw it that the Bucks are getting two and a half points. Yeah, I know it's right around two and a half, three points. Right, hosting yeah. the Cowboys. So everyone seems to be jumping on that, which might mean, Ted, you're actually in good in good place there because everyone's like, oh, yeah, let's take those points because I think Tampa's going to win that game. And then everybody gets beat because that's the game where they get shocked. I would like that. Right. Very much. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. A crash in the clearing stages of the bottom of the ramp to West Broad Street from the west outer belt of 270. Should be clearing up pretty soon, but traffic is still slow. And more heavy backups on the west side of I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Traffic is stop and go. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on fresh Atlantic salmon filet, just $5.99 a pound, now through January 17th. Get real. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Off topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. 
Happy Thursday. We are done at 5.30 today, so we'll try and squeeze as much stupidity in as we can in the next 30 minutes. Buckeye basketball, they have an early start tonight. Hosting Minnesota, coverage starts at 5.30. By the way. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I thought you were going to say right here on the fan. I didn't know where you were going next. Um, I saw this because we were, we did a Would You Rather, which was pretty good, and I wish I would have, I thought in retrospect, maybe this one should have got picked as well. The one about us going back in time. Would you rather like live in modern times and just be paycheck to paycheck or go back to Roman times, but you have the most money in yeah. the world and you picked Roman times. Yeah. I picked stay here. Unknown stunt man who listens to the show and tweets us from time to time said there's no toilet paper or deodorant in Roman times. Have fun with that mess. Yeah, but I'm the richest person in the world. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it does, because everybody around you will stink and smell like you will. Oh, you'll well, all, you'll first all be of full all, of no deodorant. No. no, are you kidding? The Romans, the elite Romans, they were the ones that were constantly bathing themselves. They were the ones that, you know, the peasants had none of that. No, but they were bathing themselves in, like, stale water. That no, didn't the Romans really... figured it out. They had aqueducts and stuff like that. Yeah, you're and... not mentioning soap. That's what you're not mentioning. Well, I'm just saying. You know, I didn't have soap. I'm, I'm guessing that once you're there for a little while, those smells just sort of blend into everyday life. Oh, We're okay. not used to it. You drop us into it now, of course it's a shock to the system. But right. if you're there for a few months, like if you put Babe Ruth in current baseball, he wouldn't be able to play. But if you give him a year and video and a trainer and modern equipment, Babe Ruth is going to be out there hitting tons of home runs. Not instantly. Okay. I guess you're, I guess I hadn't thought it all the way through. I was just thinking further reasons why I wouldn't want to go back in time is the hygiene issues that you would encounter. I think would at be, some point you just get used to it. My junk smells, your junk smells. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, of course they were. I know. Well, yes, I know they, they were. were still bumping. No, but here's this is what I've heard. See, this is a whole other longer discussion. I have heard this thought process because we'll look at, you know, uh, pioneers. Like building, they, they go out on a horse with a car, a cart behind them. They get to the middle of, you know, just a wilderness and say, well, this is where I want to live. And so then they chop down trees. Yeah. They, they're homesteading. The right. And we look at that now and go, that's, they did that without, you know, electricity, without modern tools. They didn't have like a pneumatic log splitter or something. They're just out there with, an axe in their hands yes. and their own energy. And then if a bear comes, they have to defend themselves. They have to find a beehive and get honey out of it. Like that's, that's rustic and, and idealistic in some ways, but in reality it would suck like a day like today where it's cold and rainy out. You're out there, half your house is built. And you're just sitting there in the damp. That would suck. But what the, the philosophies I've heard on people who discuss this say, yeah, it did suck. Didn't suck as bad as if you went back there because that's all they knew. Yes. They were not aware of like, oh, I could be in a warm 75 degree house. I could have a thermal blanket on me. I could have a food in a microwave in 10 seconds. All they knew was like, if you want a hot meal, better build a fire or have a stove and get some stuff in there and heat it up. And then what you're going to cook will taste nothing like the food we have now because they didn't have all that stuff. I was, uh, I was watching Finding Your Roots on PBS. I enjoy that show very much. Hmm. And they had uh, Jeff Daniels on. Okay. Actor. Yep. Dumb and Dumber. Other things. <laughs> I like, I bet he doesn't like that that's all he's known for. Well, or not I'm just all, saying, but like, yes, look, you're right, Dumb and Dumber. You are. That's right. You're going to do lots of great things, but you're going to be remembered as the guy crapping uncontrollably on the toilet. One of the fun, it's still one of my favorite movies of all time. But, you know, they were talking about the Civil War. 
and the discussion between the two of them was it was a different time back then where people you know raced and signed up to defend their country whether the north or the south right, right yeah they went to defend what they believed to be their country was it because they were super patriots for some of them yes but for others it's because their life was so terrible yeah. where they were just living in freedom right their life was so terrible that the prospect of almost pretty much being assured you were going to die was better than what they were currently doing mm-hmm. they knew they could at least get some meals yep they knew they right. could escape their surroundings and there was also no professional sports none of that and so for a lot of guys who felt the need to prove themselves if you could go to war if you could go to the civil war and then you return back to your hometown as a war hero oh, or right, a victor. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they have parades. You're the mayor of the town. You've achieved something. And so for these poor farm kids that know they'd never be able to achieve anything except plow this land and, you know, maybe the crop comes in, maybe you eat. The prospect of going somewhere, yes, risking death and illness and all of that, but then coming back. And all of a sudden, you're a hero in the town. Yeah. That was right. too good to pass up. You and I would look at that now and say, you're crazy. Well, who, yeah. Who would do that? But we also would look at the life they lived, their normal life, and be like, well, that's crazy, too. I wouldn't yes, want to go course. churn butter all day or, you know, have to churn butter. That's they've... if they had any access to <laughs> milk <laughs> right, or anything. Yeah, right. I just, I can't imagine. Even those, I know it's not the same thing quite, but you're talking about like these existences. The people who lived in those mining towns, like in Appalachia, where you get a job that's like cool you you can work in this mine that's backbreaking work you could die in the mine you get black lung it could collapse and kill you they had random explosions just because some gas is built up and then boom everybody's dead but if you live through that you got to come out and go live in a mining town where essentially the people who owned the mine had all the dollars that they paid you in were like monopoly money that yeah. worked only in that town it all went back to them so it all went back to them and the prices were inflated so you couldn't get hardly anything for your family to eat they were all starving you had a miserable life and and yet there are people who lived in that time who were able to find some bits of joy or happiness or whatever and i'm fascinated by that because we have more stuff than anything you could imagine back then living in one of those towns and most of us are all miserable and there's Nothing wrong with that. Like, I get why we're miserable. There's lots of things that make you miserable. But somehow people lived at that time, and it wasn't just like, now nah, we all quit, and we're not going to do this. They all said, all right, well, I guess that's the best we can do. We'll go do it. No, and again, it's all, we're familiar with these surroundings. Yeah. But for the most part, what we have around us right now, paradise. By the way, another tweet has come in about uh, bathing in Roman times. All right, go ahead. Krampus says, according to Google... After taking a cleansing soak, ancient Romans would lather up in strongly scented olive oils. Oh, nice. So that sounds something like you would enjoy. Yes. So a lot of the videos I watch on YouPorn include oil. So you'd just be walking around and you'd be like, oh, Deshaun more Watson olive, too. More, <laughs> more olive oil. And then you'd just be, everyone is just licking each other, yes, I guess. Is that what happens? Right. We're all lubed up and ready to go. <laughs> lubed up and licking, baby. There you go. Uh, rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5GT Mobile Network. Do not Google lubed up and licking. 
please? No, no. You don't think so? Well, how about don't a work computer? Should you nope. do it on a work computer? Nope, nope, okay. nope. Just making sure. Buckeyes hosting Minnesota tonight. Coverage starts at 5.30. This is a must-win game, I think, for the Buckeyes. They're on their little uh, you know, losing, losing streak. They've lost back-to-back games. Yeah. And Minnesota's not a very good team. They've gotten a little bit better. They've gotten healthier. They only lost to Wisconsin by three. But the, the Gophers coming in here tonight, this is a game that you have to win. Is Rutgers up next on the road? Is that right? I believe that's correct. So, look, this Big Ten schedule is not going to get any easier. So when you get a game like this, you have to take advantage of it. Yeah, of course you do. And I I have said this before. I am not panicking with this team. I, I know every year I feel like I've done this in January where I'm like, hold on, let's not panic yet. And then we get to the end of January and we're like, well, maybe we should have panicked a little bit. Or at least I am. Because I tend to do this where I see that, again, you have a decent amount of freshmen on this team. You have some transfers that have come in. There is a learning curve, especially for freshmen playing at the Big Ten level. I didn't expect there to be as much of the learning curve for some of the you know, transfers that have come in. But again, even though they played a lot of college basketball, you have to learn how to play in the Holtman system. You got to learn how to play against the teams you're going up against in this Big Ten. They are tough. But still, all that being said, you're right. Can't lose to Minnesota. Need to stack up some wins from games you're expected to win. And then you got to steal a few that you're not expected yeah. to win. And so far, they've not done that. Coverage starts in about 20 minutes here on The Fan. Kevin Warren is stepping down as Big Ten commissioner to become president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. We heard about this a couple of weeks ago that he was interviewing for the job. He was a front runner for the job. He has previous experience in NFL front offices. He worked for the Vikings when they were building their new stadium. The Bills, of course, or the Bills, the Bears want to build their new stadium, presumably in Arlington Heights. They're hiring a guy who has experience getting that done. All the insiders say that Kevin Warren's ultimate goal, whether he achieves it or not, who the hell knows, he wants to be commissioner of the NFL. And he didn't think he'd be able to make that jump from the Big Ten to the commissioner of the NFL. So he's going to run a team. And hopefully that propels him back into consideration once Roger Goodell decides to step down. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, I'm not a, I don't think that Kevin Warren had the greatest tenure ever as commissioner of the Big Ten. But I do think a lot of the people who would hire him to run things be it the chicago yeah, Bears, you can see how he's impressive on paper be it the right? nfl right i think a lot of times that's what people are looking for at these big time levels that there might be someone in fact i'm convinced there's plenty of people who could run the nfl better than roger goodell they don't have the resume they aren't in the right channels they're not in the right pools of discussion to be up for those jobs that's half the battle is just getting known by the people who make these jobs and hire for them kevin warren now running his second NFL team, which he will do, overseeing the second move of an NFL team to a giant stadium, and running a major college football and basketball conference in the meantime, that all looks good on paper. Whether he's done a great job at that or not, doesn't matter. I'm sure his name will come up for commissioner discussion when Roger Goodell steps down. I don't know if he'll get it or not, because there's other candidates that'll be certainly just as viable, but he'll be in the mix because his resume screams NFL commissioner. So who's going to be the next Big Ten commissioner? I don't know, but it's going to be somebody the power brokers can control. I it's, think that's right. You know, what's the old line that, uh, you know, the, the man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck, and they can turn the head any way they want? Okay. Right. That's what I think the power brokers are in the Big Ten. They'll hire the head. 
but yeah, the, the next going to turn any way they want. Yeah, I don't think I don't think whoever gets that job is going to be someone who's going to come in and tell the university presidents how it is or tell the ads. No, I mean, like Gene, like we said, Gene Smith has essentially been a de facto commissioner of the Big Ten for a number of years now because any decision the Big Ten is going to do, they're likely going to have to run through him, yeah. and he may end up saying, for the good of the conference, we're not going to fight this. But that's a choice that Gene is making. That's not a choice that the Big Ten commissioner just comes in and says, you're going to do it this way, Gene. Now, Gene Smith, Ward Manuel, who runs Michigan, some of these other, there's maybe two or three of them that have that level of power. But Gene Smith is, I think, the most powerful of any of them because he runs Ohio State. Full disclosure, my wife is the head and the neck in my household. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. I'm not, I have no control. I'm nothing. I get it. And I like it that way. Uh, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. The West Outer Belt of 270 southbound at West Broad Street. That crash has cleared from the bottom of the ramp, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. You'll also find the west side of I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on fresh Atlantic salmon filet, just $5.99 a pound. Now through January 17th, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Buckeye basketball coverage is coming up next. The fine host of Buckeye Warm-Up, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Oh, you guys. Got a big one tonight, Timmy. Yeah, Thursday night hoops. You need Minnesota tonight. You need a victory tonight because Minnesota's not very good. You do. I I heard your breakdown of this one a little bit earlier. And while Bone, I am kind of with you. You know, these teams are changing so much year to year. It's easy to say, like, you've got to do this. You should be at this point. And I think we all can agree when you have North Carolina on the ropes and you got Purdue on the ropes without yes, Zed or of not. Course. You want to you want to cash those in. That's something that we've seen with this team in the past. But, Mike, you're right. Minnesota is bad. I don't care that Battle is back with them now. He's been back with them. And Dawson Garcia, he's a nifty little six foot eleven guy that's on his third team in three years. Marquette to UNC, now to Minnesota. They haven't won a Big Ten game. They're six and eight. It's simple as that. You're a fifteen point favorite. You got to win. You got to win the game. So yeah. I, I think they will. I would be stunned, Bone, if well, they don't yeah. come away I mean, with victory I, tonight. Stunned. I think as much as that is what we're looking for, you have to also watch for like, okay, are we seeing some of the things you want to see improve? Like, are we in the half court sets doing a little bit more than just saying, "Here you go, Bryce Sensabaugh, enjoy." Like, as much <laughs> as I like right. watching him play. Like, this is where you can kind of build out some of that stuff that you're going to need when you play some tougher opponents on the road where you need a bucket and you need to run an offense. And I'm not saying they're off, their offenses look better this year in part because I think Sensabaugh is so good. But this is where you can get a little cleaner and a little bit better on that. Can't lose sight of the fact that you're in the Big Ten and any team can get anyone at any time. But yes, I assuming this team plays up to their capabilities, they should be able to handle Minnesota. Did you see what I posted this morning? 
because I, I pretty much go back and check that Ken Palm rating, which is the kind of the deeper dive. It's really not that deep. It looks at offense and defense, like the two major metrics, and then combines them. The Buckeyes are 10th in America in that right now. And their offense, care to guess where they're ranked in the whole country? Just uh, offensively speaking. I mean, if they're 10th in America, they have to be top five. Top five, right? One. One, huh? Number one. One. The Buckeyes have more points per 100 possessions. That's oh, how they factor so that. Efficiency. Than any yeah. other, the most efficient wow. offense in America. I wouldn't have guessed that. De- but the problem continues to be the defense. And you, when you really boil it down, unless you're top 50 in both of those major categories, you can kind of kiss the second weekend goodbye. And especially making a deep run. You've got, in a game like this, Kind of like what they showed against Northwestern on the road. Offense, Bryce Sensabaugh, all that good stuff. That's there right now. You got to get better on defense. Every single game, they got to keep improving defensively. Yeah. Well, where do they rank defensively on that? 88. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not good enough. So they weight that very... That's interesting. Now I'm into the math of like, how are they top 10 if they're first and 88? As fascinating as that would be. I know. To really dive into those numbers. I know you. Let's not do it and just say the Buckeyes have to get better defensively. That's right. And hopefully it starts tonight against Minnesota. Coverage starts in about eight minutes here on The Fan. I have a question for both of you. Jets owner Woody Johnson came out today. He was asked, would you be willing to spend big bucks on a veteran quarterback to help you win? And he said, absolutely. All right. Mm. You have Zach Wilson there who... Looks to be bad and broken. Horrible. Right? Joe Flacco's obviously not your answer. Mike White, I, I assume, is not your answer either. Here are some guys that that would be available, could be available. If you're Woody Johnson, which one are you calling first? Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson. I'm going to throw this out because oh. I think that I mean, if I'm calling one of those players, it would be that last one you said. Lamar Jackson, yeah, 100%. Would, well, all contest. those other guys. Right, he's yeah. also going to be the most expensive of course. out of anybody but, on that list. Yeah, but you're Woody Johnson. You own a team in the mi- biggest metro area. If you area. can get a guy like I that. I know that, but it's not him. just about, you know, the Mets can do whatever they want. There is a no, salary I, cap in I place. I know there is, but, like, you're expected to bring in elite talent at quarterback there. You should if you're the Jets. Where else if, are you going, yeah. though? Who else was out there? Uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Where, where I was going, because I think Brock Purdy has staying power in San Francisco, and they're not going to keep Trey Lance around. But if Brock Purdy has staying power there, then that would tell me that Trey Lance isn't... Like, go bring him in, and you might have, like, measured improvement from your garbage quarterbacks you have now. But yeah, that I'm means, with you. He wouldn't be tops on my no, list. No, no. Like, I mean, any of those guys would be an upgrade over what they've had this year. I'm just saying, if you could have you any know, one of them, I'd take Lamar Jackson, of I'm course. The, I'm the wrong guy to ask this, which is why it's Lamar Jackson or nobody on that list. You would take Carson Wentz is who you would take. <laughs> right, because <laughs> when you're a fan of the Commanders, it's just a never-ending revolving door going back to Donovan McNabb of all these veteran quarterbacks who were pretty damn good. And then by the time they get there, they're either awful or they have a horrible injury. I mean... You go to Alex Smith, to Carson Wentz, to... I told you before, Derek Carr just seems tailor-made to be the next commander's quarterback. Like, that'll solve all the problems, and it probably won't. Buckeyes in Minnesota. Coverage coming up at 5.30. Back page, hit it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, Julia Roberts recently found out that she... 
is not Julia Roberts. This mm. was on uh, that Finding, Finding Your, Your Roots. Roots with Dr. Henry Louis Gates, who is fantastic to watch. That show is great. So he went back and dug up an 1880 census for Douglas County, Georgia. Julia was shown her great-grandfather, John Pendleton Roberts, and then his mother, Rhoda Suttle, but John's father was nowhere to be seen. He wasn't in the picture. Turns out Rhoda was married to a man whose last name was Roberts. His name was Willis Roberts, but he died a decade before John, her great-grandfather, was born, meaning that guy whose last name was Roberts wouldn't have been Julia's great-great-grandfather. So since John's father wasn't named on any document, that was a little hard to piece together. But Dr. Henry was able to do some more digging and found out that her first cousin, through some DNA and some other stuff that Julia Roberts gave him some DNA, I guess, to do some further testing, they found out that uh, she and one of her father's first cousins, fellow descendant of John Roberts, uh, were part of this study. And they found that they're actually Mitchells. There was a Henry McDonald Mitchell that ended up being the person who married her great great grandmother and then that's actually what her last name should be not roberts so i'd, I'd have an change easier all the movie posters if you explained the defensive efficiency yeah, I, 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 I fell asleep <laughs> I, I couldn't understand any of that you couldn't no i can't so follow julia, family lines julia they get roberts lost for me after like julia one or two generations mitchell. mitchell she should be julia mitchell all that's right. basically the not julia gulia uh no Jack Nicholson's friends apparently are a little concerned about him because uh, the reclusive, now reclusive actor, lives in a Mulholland Drive mansion and has not been seen in over a year. Oh, he's in his 80s. Okay, but there's a certain time where you just, that's enough. You sit in the lazy boy and wait to die. Okay, but that's actually what they're concerned about. They said he doesn't want to face reality. They're afraid he's going to die alone like Marlon Brando because he never comes out of his house. Last time he was seen was at a Lakers game over a year ago. And his friends are saying October 2021, that's the last time they saw him out in public. And they're saying we're worried about him because even though, yeah, you maybe you don't you're not living as public of a life. You'd think the 85 year old actor would still see people. Friends haven't gone over Someone would go see him. He hasn't really wanted to have any visitors. Apparently he hasn't invited anybody over. I don't know. Maybe these friends are not really his friends and they're like just sour that they're not getting the call anymore Mm -hmm. because maybe he's tightened up the circle. But still, that's just uh, something a little concerning there. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, Buckeyes in Minnesota. Coverage is coming up next. We are back with a full three-hour show tomorrow. Join us. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some heavy slowdowns to watch out for on Route 315 northbound after 670. An accident blocking the right lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from I-70 in this area. Plan about a 15-minute backup. Might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Are you a team player? Ace Hardware's West Jefferson Distribution Center wants you on their team. Ace has CDL truck driver positions. Don't miss out on the chance to drive for one of the best companies in Ohio. Ace Hardware also has excellent benefits. Apply today at careers.acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
is sponsored by Dick Masheter Ford. We spend minutes each day crafting all our dumb questions. Vote now at 971thefan.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.